time to ham up. Oh my god, I really tried hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome, listeners, into the unknown with another episode of After the Credits. Uh, tonight, we're going to get lost in the woods and talk about Frozen 2, because some things never change, but all is found when I'm older. You guys know what I'm doing, right, Matt? <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down. You, you did a thing. Uh, I did a couple things, and they probably didn't work, but uh, yeah, the point. It's, it's about the journey. Hey, Sean, 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 Sean. Just, just let it go. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Oh, uh, you guys want to build a snowman? No, or something. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, tonight we're going to be talking about Frozen Two. Uh, I'm here as well as Ryan and Matt. You probably heard. Um, we're this movie came out two weeks ago. We're a little behind, but that's okay. It's given us even more time to just you know percolate on our thoughts, really dive into what this movie means to all of us. But uh, but before that, before we get into Frozen Two, um, let's warm up in this snowy, wintry season around the chunk fire. Um, well, Ryan and I both uh, just recently kind of told our own stories. Nothing too much new on my front. Matt, why don't you start though? Because you probably have more interesting stories to tell. Oh, guilty as charged with the stories. Um, <laughs> I have a bit, but I actually wanted to follow up on something in the last episode, um, I, uh, which I missed out on. You guys talked Knives Out, which I haven't seen yet, but I listened to all of it except for um, the part where you talked about Knives Out, which was most of it. Um, but uh, I was saddened because you guys had a rousing conversation about the new Sonic trailer at the very end of it. So um, I, just yes. wanted, I just wanted to chime in, if that's okay. Um, well, yeah, glad you did. I would have hopefully been able or remember to ask you about it because I am very interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, yeah, what's your take? Well, okay. First of all, um, I just want to comment on the tangent conversation that you have. Uh, speaking directly <laughs> to Chris, the Snyder Cut is nothing. It doesn't exist. <laughs> if they ever release the Snyder Cut, it's something that they threw together to get fans to buy the movie again. <laughs> all right. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Good. Uh, <laughs> it needed to be said again. It could never be said enough, but yeah, thank you. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I like the second trailer a lot more. Um for some of the reasons that you guys brought up, um, I like that they use the game, the music from the video game. I told you guys in our first trailer discussion that I've had a version of a Sonic movie like in my head for over a decade now that I can just watch whenever I want. And I already knew I was going to be disappointed by this movie because it's not going to be that. But um, this trailer actually looked a lot more than what I imagined a Sonic trailer to be. For one thing, he doesn't look like a goblin. Like a human child <laughs> goblin, um, but it's also fun seeing like uh, you know Green Hill Zone and some of the other more fantasy stuff. So that was cool. But uh, as for the uh, the um, conspiracy theory about the um, so so let me get this straight. I, I, I want to remember exactly what you guys were saying or what you were commenting on is that they deliberately made Sonic look bad in the first place so that there would be such a fan outcry. They could go back yes. and basically manufactured "quote unquote" controversy, but essentially just manufactured buzz. Right. Well, the, yeah. it's funny because I think, for one, that conspiracy theory is ridiculous. Um, like, there's no way that anyone like that that would happen that they would do that. I just don't believe that. But at the same time, it's actually 
if they wanted to, I don't think it would be as hard as people are making out to me because you wouldn't have to animate a terrible looking Sonic for the entire movie. You would just have to animate a terrible looking Sonic for a two and a half long minute trailer. So like if they really wanted to do this whole conspiracy and make a terrible looking Sonic so they can make him look better air quotes later, you know, it wouldn't be that hard. Um, because you're just animating him for a trailer, which wouldn't take that long. And when secretly you've, he's actually looked the good way the entire time. Um, but I'll, I'd like to reiterate, I in no way believe that that's true. Um, I think if it were, I think anybody involved would immediately go on Twitter and or Reddit and say, hey, I was involved <laughs> right. in this and I can confirm blah, 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 blah. And because we haven't seen that, I think it's just a conspiracy theory that someone made up on their board. However, I have my own conspiracy theory that I have not seen floating around yet. If you guys have seen it, then fine, but I haven't seen this yet. I think it's entirely possible that the studio was already looking to push the movie back um, because its original release date was in November. It would have already been out by now. Um, But when you think about it, if it had come out in November, it would have had to compete with Frozen 2, and then it also would have had to compete with Star Wars. It would have gotten buried pretty much immediately, no matter how good or bad it was. So I think they were probably already getting cold feet about Sonic and going, ah, we're, 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 we gotta write this movie off as a loss. It's not gonna make its money back. And then when that happens, maybe they did say, okay, you know what? This gives us an excuse to push it to Valentine's Day, which is its new, uh, release date. And as we've seen a few times in the past, that's usually, you know, January, February is usually a wasteland for movies. There's almost nothing to see. But if you can get a movie that's like halfway decent that um, you can draw in crowds for on that holiday, I think they did that with Deadpool. Yeah, I was going to say the last, I feel like the last couple of years, they've actually tried to buck that trend a little bit with some very key movies. Right. I mean, for the most part, it still holds true. But yeah, Deadpool and I almost want to say Black Panther, but I guess that was March, I think, maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But it's still but kind yeah. of a, a slower time of the year. And yeah. I think Sonic is the type of movie that, given no competition, could do really well um, mm-hmm. as long as it's not entirely terrible and it's marketed correctly. So I think maybe for the studio, it was a blessing in disguise, disguise when, hey, you know what? There's a fan outcry, so there's definitely interest in this movie. So if we actually try to make it any good <laughs> we can release it at a slower time of the year and and you know make the money back so i think try this, to make it any good <laughs> yeah, i i think i think that it's possible that that might have been what happened i if we're as long as we're talking about conspiracy theories so um yeah i, I mean i think I that's probably more plausible yeah, I, I I can can see that them in the executive boardroom thinking, you guys, what if we tried to make this movie any good? <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> Wait a minute, Johnson, you're you're on your way to the top. I mean, think about it this way though. I mean, think imagine it's uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, you know, which they is a recognizable brand, so they don't have to make it any good. <laughs> Right, <laughs> they know people are going to come I don't, see it. But, yeah, uh, I suppose. But they're making it, this. They're making this IP, Sonic the Hedgehog. The studio's out of touch. Maybe they don't know who it's for. And then when they, you know, they half-ass it and they realize, oh, a ton of people care about this. Maybe we should put a little bit more effort into this thing. And just it's in just case. such a weird mix of con- con- just contradictions on every single level. Absolutely, it's, it's just like okay, so. Let's take an IP that everyone knows and turn it. Okay, okay, I can't fault. It's kind of cynical, but sure, that's movie making, any business. They're just trying to make a buck. I get that. But then why do you have people who, like, 
then then know what the brand is. Like, how do you like know that if IP is recognizable enough that you should turn it into a film, but yet not know that the brand is recognizable enough that people will be upset when you completely ruin the design of the character. Like, like it, it's like it's su- such a weird double think. I can't imagine the mindset of whatever marketing CEO or whoever executive has that in their head. Like, I I, I can't fathom that contradiction. Yeah, I know, and I it, don't. It, maybe it's a bit of a stretch, and maybe it's a bit convoluted, but I don't know. I feel like dumber things happen in Hollywood. I mean, we don't yeah, know what goes I mean, on behind closed doors, but... I'm sure there's... And, and just the idea that, like, you're probably right in terms of, that, like, oh, yeah, pushing it back. But then it's just like, well, why did you schedule this release date to begin with? It wasn't like no one knew when Star Wars was coming out. If there's one movie that people know when it's coming out years ahead of time, I'm pretty sure that it's Star Wars. So it's not like that came out of nowhere. So, like, what, like, they're, like... I, I, again, I, I think that's actually plausible, but it's such a weird, like, mm-hmm. well, why did you guys put it there in the first place, you well, dummies? Let's just let's just acknowledge this. Whatever the answer is, it's weird and doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Whatever actually happens, yeah. conspiracy or not, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I still, I am still holding out hope. I think it was Ryan, your theory or idea that they're actually both legitimately there's two versions of sonic or was it chris's idea I think chris that it was is like, the one that oh said yeah the, the sonic generations idea. yeah that they're both actually like and i still like man if that is actually what happens yeah i i know that's not but they're still partying like man that would be so amazing if they like just completely pulled a fast one over everyone yes that would be incredible but i Anyways. that would be giving them too much credit so yeah i agree <laughs> <laughs> all right uh well i uh, i just want to just wanted to weigh in thanks for for humoring me and letting me uh reopen that conversation because as i think it's been established it's, that of all of us yes. i'm the one that's most equipped i mean to if talk we didn't have Sonic. you ch- yeah if we didn't have you chime in now we would have just had to have a, an ex- a whole spo- special bonus episode just on your take on exactly so. right so i figured that was the time to do it uh, but yeah, um, so while we're here around the fire, since I have, I haven't actually shared my, uh, chunks to throw into the fire, did you guys have anything that you wanted to bring? I know it's been, hasn't been that long, or should I just continue on? Um, I'm trying to think. I started the, reading the Witcher series books. I had read some of them already, but I just started reading the other ones I hadn't read. Mm-hmm. And I think, Ryan, you had been reading them too. Yeah, actually, it's funny you bring that up. I j- finished, uh, what was it, Last Wish... A little bit ago, and then I just started uh, sort of Destiny, uh, which is another collection. But yeah. Um, yeah, so they're fantastic. Yeah, I had read those those two short story collections already. I read those a couple years ago, and I love those. And I'm just starting the actual like series series. Like it's I think it's a three or five part like whatever you know ongoing series. Mm-hmm. That's what I just started, and so far I'm enjoying it too. But um, yeah, those are really good, fun, fun revisionist fantasy books. Um, actually really well written and obviously with the TV show coming up in the, in the, you know, cultural consciousness or something, Mm. read them. Okay. Or don't. I probably won't. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, I don't, I don't have much else. I really don't have anything new. More Simpsons I've been watching and more of the Star Wars, um, movies to gear up for episode nine. Are you now three quarters of the way through episode two? <laughs> I did finish episode two, and I think I just blocked out. I think I was probably like playing Switch as I was watching it. So that's the only way I could get through it. Um, 
and most of episode three too. <laughs> I mean, episode three is definitely like quote unquote the best of the prequels, but it's still just really. <laughs> oh jeez, oh jeez. Uh, um, that was something else I want to comment on briefly. Uh, a couple of my friends, uh, they were doing uh, marathons of movie series. They were having movie nights, and uh, they started with Harry Potter. They watched all eight, and they would have every week they'd watch another one everybody would come over and watch it and then they did the lord of the rings and hobbit trilogies all in a row and they're like all right let's see star wars next and they did episode one and then episode two they were they planned it and they were like uh we none of us want to watch episode two and that killed franchise movie nights forever <laughs> we have <laughs> we haven't had a franchise movie night ever since we canceled episode two it stopped dead in the tracks after that yeah attack of the clones legacy lives on (laughs) uh ryan how about how about you you have any chunks today uh just a couple chunks i started watching this show on netflix called i'm sorry um it's a comedy you you may remember it uh, it has what's her name and andrea savage wasn't originally on tbs or something? i think it was I, yeah. it's hard to know the origin of things on netflix for me <laughs> um i think they advertise it pretty well i just ignore it um but yeah it's pretty funny it's really adult humor um and some of the scenarios that being a sitcom are kind of a little too outlandish like they it's like you didn't have to write it that way but you, you chose to that's all right <laughs> and once you get over that it's pretty funny actually i liked it a lot but it's just a, a normal sitcom for the most part. Um, the, the trailers made me think of Curb Your Enthusiasm-ish a little bit. That is wow. That I have you seen the show? Because that is a, it's basically no. she she's the main character, but it's basically instead of it being an elderly man, it's a young woman or a middle aged woman um, as the star of the show. But that's exactly what it is. That's yeah, I've just seen like I said the trailers, the commercials whenever it was a couple years ago when it first came on, and that's what it made me think of immediately. Yeah, so if you like Curb, you will like the show. Hmm, yeah. maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. Um and then I've been I watched the holiday season of Nailed It. And oh, I haven't watched that yet. I yeah. saw those. And is there new because they did a holiday season last year too, didn't they? Yeah, I think they're I think it's new I think it's new this season. I think so. Okay. And it has great, great guest stars. Um uh but yeah, that I think that speaks for itself, I think. Uh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah th- those are my chunks. Oh man, I gotta watch that. I we Maven and I got really into nailed it when we discovered it. We fell hard into that show, so yeah, I I, check it's that just out. so fun. It's great. It's fantastic. <clears throat> uh, all right, I guess it's my turn again then. Unless you have anything else, no, go for it. All right. Well, um, my life has been hectic recently. Um, uh, last week was it? Last week when you guys recorded Knives Out? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, we were coming out of Thanksgiving break, which I was sick on and off for. I, uh, I had plans with Thanksgiving with family on Thanksgiving that I had to cancel. Uh, but then the next day, I got to go hang out with my in-laws, who did another Thanksgiving the day after Thanksgiving. So I got to eat plenty of ham, which was good. Um, but yeah, coming out of the break, sick on and off was not great. Um, we're almost at the end of the term at school. Um, our school is on a weird 4 by 4 schedule, so it, it's kind of like college. Uh, you... They cram two years worth of education into one year, so the kids pick new classes after Christmas break. So um, while most schools will be preparing for midterms right now, we're preparing for finals. Um, So it's really hectic. There's a lot of last-minute productions going on in the theater that I'm teching, so a lot of stuff that's happening right now. Um, So that on top of being sick and then... um, 
And then last week, we were actually prepping to record this episode, Frozen 2. Um, I was getting all my gear yep. together. And then um, Maeve was over at her computer, and she's like, uh, hey, why is the carpet wet? And uh, I go over and investigate, and it turns out water was coming up through the ground and wetting the carpet. Um, and uh, it had been raining on and off. We'd had been having these crazy random uh, rainstorms in our area. And they weren't in line at all with any of the weather apps. It was just start raining randomly for the last few weeks. It's sometimes crazy hard. And it was one of those nights. And we go outside and there's right by our wall, there's this whole like ditch in the ground that's just full of like muddy water. And so I put two and two together. I'm like, okay, there's some kind of crack in the foundation or the wall or both. And the water's seeping up through. So I was outside at like nine o'clock with buckets just like like bailing water out like one bucket at a time into a larger bucket and then dumping it into the street. And I was doing that like for two hours, just trying to get the water to slow down when she's inside putting towels out. We're both inside and out trying to get the seepage under control. Um, this is actually the second time that side of the apartment is flooded um, for slightly different reasons, but both of them, it was a blocked uh, uh, rain gutter above our house that it wasn't going down the tube. So it was just leaking out, over the side. Um, last time it was in our patio, so the water came in underneath our sliding glass door, but this time it was coming up through the ground, which was just insanity. So, and uh, we were trying to get emergency maintenance on the line. It was just an answering machine, which doesn't, isn't really emergency maintenance. But um, anyway, yeah, so we've been dealing with that um, back and forth with them, trying to get it fixed. They were supposed to fix it already. They delayed on us twice. So we're actually still like keeping an eye on it and waiting for somebody to show up. Apparently they're going to knock holes in her walls and tear up our carpet and do all kinds of crazy work on our apartment. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, that was supposed to start on Monday and now it isn't starting until tomorrow, hopefully unless they delay again. So that's, uh, yeah, a lot. Um, so, so it's awful. Yeah. My, sounds, I mean, <laughs> it's just been, do very... you have any sort of insurance or any, I don't know if they're, I don't know if that's the right, I don't know. Well, thing. the, the, when we noticed the water, the first thing we did was shut our computer off and take it whole, the whole thing apart. And we shoved it like in the closet. So none of our belongings have been destroyed. Everything's fine. We were on it immediately, mm. just started moving stuff. We had to rearrange our whole apartment so that we can move everything to the other side, the opposite wall. So it's kind of disarray right now, but, um, but yeah, yeah, we're all insured and we have all protections and all that stuff. But so far, it's it's just been more inconvenient than anything. You know, we were out internet for a while and, uh, you know, our our whole apartment's just kind of in disarray. So hopefully this gets resolved soon and we can restore a little bit of normalcy to our our, our lives. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's the reason why I had to miss last week uh, for... What would have been the Frozen 2 episode, but then luckily enough of you guys had seen Knives Out that you guys were able to recover that. So that was, I was glad that that didn't go to waste because I felt really bad about it. I had to cancel pretty last minute. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, it sucks. We yeah. were probably just talking about, um, other, you know, Star Wars a week ago as you were knee deep in water barreling things out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that, but otherwise I've been, you know, it's not just been calamities. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm about to finish my first term back at school after I was on medical leave, uh, pretty hectic, but it's, you know, it's almost over and I'm ready to go for the next term when Christmas breaks over. 
Um, I'm back to my other job uh, at the Moonlight Amphitheater doing shifts here and there. Um, I worked a uh, I worked a spot up on a, a band called the Duat Project. It's uh, it's all former cast members of the Broadway production of Jersey Boys. Um, so they all banded together and they tour and they do duop uh, concerts. Uh, so I did that and then I worked on a Simon and Garfunkel cover band. So uh, those are fun. And then um, entertainment wise, uh, it sounds like like at least Ryan. I've been watching a lot of Disney Plus. Um, Sean, have you? Are, are you on? Are you in with Disney Plus yet? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, Simpsons, same, yeah, Simpsons, yeah. and most of the yeah. Star Wars films, and watch The Mandalorian, and yeah. I guess that's pretty much it. I guess I watched Endgame. And oh yeah, yeah. You guys, I haven't. I haven't yeah. You guys had all the first 11 seasons of Simpsons on DVD at your parents' house. Yeah. And several months ago, I went and stole them all, and we watched through 11 seasons. And now they're all on Disney+, Plus. so I'm like, ah, dang it. Yeah. Plus, I have to go return the DVDs. Um, so there's that. You but still have them. I still I have them. I, mean, but, I think we but, talked about it about a year ago on this podcast. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe I've been watching, skipping around Simpsons later season and watching just like episode she remembers being good because i most fans agree right around season 11 or so is when the show started going downhill um yeah so i I think that's generally considered i i continued watching pretty regularly up through season i don't know 20 ish Hmm. and then i would kind of jump in and catch episodes here and there i kind of got into it a couple years ago and i remember thinking that it was better than it had been Mm -hmm. um but i haven't watched really any of the most recent season uh yeah, uh, it's so it's basically for me, it's like after 11, it, we just been, you know, whatever our whatever well-known episodes aired after that, we've been just skipping around mm-hmm. and just watching, picking and choosing. She's more knowledgeable on The Simpsons than I am. So she's just been picking choice ones. Uh, aside from that, we've been watching Imagineering Story, um, which I'm really into. Unfortunately, there's one, only one episode left. Um and uh but it's all about i mean it's all about imagineering from when walt disney first thought of the idea for for disneyland all the way through everything that the parks are working on all the new rides star wars land i think the next episode is going to be star wars land but we're just about caught up caught up to this year so it shows a lot of great behind the scenes uh footage of them developing rides um it's a little weird because it's like you know that Disney, I mean, it, an outside company is producing it, but you know that Disney has to have final cut on it. So it's kind of, it's kind of, they kind of sing the praises of the current management a lot. Um, they, they fully, they fully admit to all of their past failings. Like when California yeah. Venture was built on the cheap and a lot of the mistakes mm-hmm. they made in the past. And um, they are pretty brutal about it. And, um, but then I can't help but wonder what the series would look like if it were made 15 years from now. Like, uh, what yeah. would what would they say about this current era? Because yeah. you know they're not going to bash anybody right now who's currently at the company. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard it, it, it's hard for me to go in pure. I kind of have a little bit of cynicism that creeps in the back of my mind when I watch it. But it's a good watch if you're at all interested in you know how they design these parks. And you know you guys know that I'm totally all about that. So. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely something that I think is interesting. Obviously, not as much as you, but I, I'll check it out. The uh, I I don't know why this has come to mind, but do they have an episode about the origins of like Ep- Epcot and what it was originally supposed to be? Inside? Yeah. Yes, it's the second episode. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. So there's been four episodes released, or four or five, I think four, and then there's one more coming out. Uh, on Friday. So, and that that's the finale and they're all an hour long. So it's a lot mm-hmm. of content. It's actually, I mean, they could do this for a long time. If they really wanted to get into depth, they could do an episode about 
like individual rides or projects if they wanted to. So sometimes it almost feels like they're glossing over certain things because there's just so much to talk about. But yeah. um, it's really interesting. I think it's it's probably more for like not so much the super crazy Disney nerd like I am, but more slightly more casual crowd because they don't need the whole master's thesis version of everything. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just like a good watch. If you like documentaries, if you like Disneyland, it's a good time. Um, another original show I tried out was uh, Encore. Have you guys watched Encore? Or... No, it's the one with Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Well, she's barely in it. But I mean, oh. the the premise is a reality show where they get... Um, they 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 get former cast members from old high school productions and musicals and they track them down wherever they are today they bring them back together and they have them restage their musical from when they were in high school so it's kind of a kind of a clever premise um wait so are the people grown up still into musicals what if they're like accountants and stuff now exactly that's the point oh so like wait is it real though is this a real thing or is it all fabricated no it's real um so they'll they'll be like all right class of whatever they did the first episode is annie they and they did um they uh, class of whatever year we're gonna go track all these people down who are in the annie for this year and we're gonna bring them all back and we're gonna have them put the show back on so they they're all out of practice and they're all old and they look completely different than they were in high school and they have to relearn how to do this show and they put it on um i bring it up because um, the first episode, it was a show from, it was a high school from Santee, and they filmed the whole episode in Vista. Um, oh, that's right. I, either you told me about that, or I saw images because they're at the Moonlight, right? I posted it on my social media. Yeah, that's they what filmed it. it. That's what it was. They yeah. filmed it at Moonlight. They fil- uh, the actual performance was put on in Avo, um, and uh, there were scenes where they, um, where they, they use Moonlight's rehearsal space because I think it's more photogenic. Um, and, yeah, yeah. and, but then the actual performance was done at Avo because I think the outside of it look, it's got that marquee and it looks like an old timey yeah, theater. Yeah. Um, and then there are scenes where they, like, all the cast members just go hang out at Belching Beaver downtown. Um, and. Oh, it just right across from the Avo? Yeah. If you've been there, you've oh, seen, you know, cool. the outside patio where there's the fire yeah, pits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just filmed there. That's just in the episode. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. So, um, it's not Santee. Anyone who knows San Diego County knows that it's not anywhere close to Santee. Yeah, but sure. they're upfront about it. They say that it's oh, in Vista. Okay. I think probably because, for one, you know, they it, they this were location scouting and said, oh, this is close enough uh, and it looks good on Santee's TV. Santee's so. ugly. We don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> probably. But um, anyway, it was just kind of neat because I saw glimpses of people that I work with. And it, it, I don't know. It was That was fun. That was exciting. The show, I'm not a big fan of the show itself. But... It's if nothing else, you guys should watch the first episode just for that reason. Or anybody listening who's local should watch the first episode of Encore on Disney Plus because of that reason. I think it's a good enough reason to watch. Um, Other stuff, uh, Maeve and I are revisiting a bunch of her old favorite Disney Channel shows from when she was younger. Mainly uh, That's So Raven, Lizzie McGuire, uh, So Weird, and Even Stevens, which are all shows that I didn't watch because I was like... Those all came out right when I got to high school, so and I was never really a Disney Channel kid. I was more of a Nickelodeon kid, so um, so I never watched these. So we're having a good time watching through these shows. Sometimes because they're so bad and you can laugh at it, and sometimes it's actually they're actually legitimately good. So that's fun. Um, but then moving on from this topic, topic. Speaking of even Stevens, I saw a movie recently. I saw Honey Boy. Are you guys familiar with Honey Boy? Uh, I've not seen it, but yeah, I'm familiar with it. It's uh, Ryan. Have you heard of Honey Boy? No. Did you post something on social media about it? 
uh yeah kind of uh I okay but uh yeah it's with Shia LaBeouf right it's written by Shia LaBeouf and it's starring him oh, and oh boy. it's a did he direct he, he didn't he, did, he didn't direct it but he wrote it oh, and okay. he stars in it it's a fictionalized account of him growing up with his dad and he plays the dad um and it's Ooh. got this frame story where he's writing this movie in rehab because Shia LaBeouf actually he got in a car accident I think he was drunk driving. I'm not sure. Um, he got in a car accident and he went to rehab. And part of his therapy was to write his experiences. And he took those experiences and wrote it into a screenplay. And then that experience of him writing it is the frame story of the movie. So um, wow, <laughs> yeah. So so he plays his dad, and it's really intense. It's it's really uncomfortable to watch. It's it's really dark, and it's just like oh man, like. You'll think about Shia LaBeouf differently after after you see the movie, um, but it's definitely the best thing I think I've seen him involved in. It's it's like his it's like his career thing. <laughs> um, it's it's excellent. I I know I can't sing the praises for the movie enough. It's very good. Um, there's I'm starting to hear a little bit of an early awards buzz either for him acting or for writing or maybe both. Um, did you see Peanut Butter Falcon? I haven't, and that's on my list because I'd only just, I only I only just it's became really aware of it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I gotta check that one out next. Um, I think that came out early this year. Yeah, I think it was. I want to say the summer, June or July. I think. Hmm. Well, we might be experiencing. Remember a few years ago, Matthew McConaughey was in a bunch of high-profile movies, and they, everybody called it the McConaissance. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what we're in. I don't. The there's office. yeah. There's not a clever name for what's going on with Shia LaBeouf, but we might be entering the another. Shia Lightning. I don't like, know. Enlighten, enlightening. You guys. You got your Shia Lightning. Your. Uh, that's pretty good, but I think you need to work on that a little bit more. Okay, we're that, that is your homework. You come back to me with a better name for Shia LaBeouf's uh, turn in his career. Uh, anyway, so Honey Boy, recommend it. Excellent. And then last thing I want to mention, I won't talk about too much because, Sean, you mentioned it not that long ago. I'm playing the remake of Zelda Link's Awakening on Switch. Oh, yeah. Uh, I started it during Thanksgiving break. I am in the fifth dungeon right now, so I'm about halfway through the game. Um, and it's fantastic. I love it. It's incredible. I already liked uh, Link's Awakening quite a bit, but I, I love everything they did with it. I love the new art style, the controls. It's great. I I can't really say anything deeper than that. It's just really good time. So if you got a switch and you haven't checked it out, Sean, I think you have, but you should check it out. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's one of those games that as I was playing, it was like part of me just wants to like nonstop play it because it's mm-hmm. so fun. And yeah. enjoy it. but part of me is like, no, I gotta, I gotta ration it and make this last. <laughs> well, uh, I, I never, yeah. I still haven't really scratched the surface of uh, breath of the wild. So I have that to go back yeah. to. Yeah. After. Well, yeah, that's a deep well that after, if, after you finish, Mm-hmm. Link's Awakening. Like I need more Zelda. You you'll get more Zelda with Breath of the Wild. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, but I know, you know, I know how this about how long this game is. I know it's not that long. I know mostly how to get mm-hmm. through it. So I just figured I'll just power straight through this and put everything else on hold. Um, but I'm having a blast. It's a great time. So, and with that, I think that's everything I wanted to bring to the fire. It's a few weeks worth of uh, chunks that I've been carrying around on my back. So now it feels good to burn them. Exactly. Unburden yourself. Exactly. This is kind of like confessional, I feel, in some ways. Yeah, a little bit. 
We are absolved now. <laughs> um, in order for our penance, we now must talk about Frozen 2. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> so, spoiler warning, heads up, Frozen 2 stuff, you know, spoilers, blah, blah, blah. Um, as we get into discussions, before we get into discussion, though, um, let's, let's revisit what happened in Frozen 2. And Matt, I believe you will be able to recount this tale for us. Oh, will I? All right. Recap Frozen (laughs) 2. Here we go. Yes. All right. Water, earth, fire, (laughs) air. Long ago, the nations of Arendelle and Northuldra lived together in harmony. Then everything changed when Arendelle attacked. I mean, when they built a dam. Only Elsa, the bridge between the human and the spirit worlds, could stop them. But when the world needed her most, she vanished. Or she wasn't born yet, I'm not sure. Years passed, and then the events of Frozen 1 happened, which are summarized in an overlong sequence by a talking snowman. But when Elsa begins to hear mysterious voices singing to her, she gathers her friends Anna, Kristoff, Sven, and Olaf, and together they venture forth into the enchanted forest to discover the truth. Are these haunted voices actually real, or just in her imagination? Hmm? And consider this observation. Nothing is more wonderful than the imagination. For in a moment, you can experience a beautiful fantasy, or an exciting adventure. But beware, nothing is more powerful than the imagination, for it can also expand your greatest fears into an overwhelming musical number. Are Elsa's icy powers strong enough and bright enough to withstand the forces of evil that invade the enchanted forests? You are about to find out. For we now invite you to join Elsa, her friends, and the Yumchunks crew to experience our review of Frozen 2, a journey beyond your wildest imagination and into the unknown. There you go. That's Well done. That's amazing. Yeah. Combining uh, Avatar and Phantasmic. Thank you. Two of my favorite things. <laughs> um, so who is Olaf? Is Olaf uh, Momo, I guess? I, I, I yeah. guess. Who's, or who's like the... almost Sokka. He's Sokka, I think. I think he would be Sokka in this. No, I thought Kristoff would be Sokka. Yeah, I was thinking Kristoff would kind of be Sokka. I don't know. I don't think there's a one-to-one correlation with all these characters. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's pretty close, isn't it? Don't you say there's yeah, a lot of similarities? Yeah. Oh no, for sure. I mean, that, I was 100%. actually kind of half like a little expecting that actually, which uh, I'm really happy you did start it off that way because I would have brought that up if you didn't. So uh, right. during the discussion, well, I've uh, I've but, talked yeah. long enough, so let's do initial first impressions. What did you guys What did you guys think of this movie, Sean? What did you think of this movie? Um, it was pretty good. I mean, I, I guess I liked it overall. I so I so. This isn't confessional. What's the right? What's the mea culpa? That's not even the right word. Nah. I don't know. But basically, if if <laughs> for listeners who watch our highly acclaimed YouTube series for reels um, and remember our uh, Frozen episode <laughs> or episode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, we we reviewed quote unquote reviewed uh, Frozen, the original Frozen. And I was very, very harsh on it. And in retrospect, I was way overly harsh on it. I, it, the film is not is does not deserve the. Oh, Sean, you should see the raw the footage. I made you look nicer. I no, I <laughs> I'm sure of that. Um, that's not to say that I love that movie by any means, but I just I was being way too hard on it, and it wasn't that. It's not that. It's not a bad movie. Anyways, 
point being that this film, I, yeah, it was okay. I, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't love it again, but I also didn't hate it. I definitely recognize that I did not dislike it as much as I originally disliked Frozen, the first Frozen. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 All uh, right. Ryan? Um... I, I wouldn't say I disliked the movie. There are parts I there's parts I disliked. But I don't know if I would say I liked it that much either. It was pretty pretty lukewarm for me. Hmm. So it wasn't frozen, but it wasn't on fire. Anyway, well, actually, was... this is a good question. I think I liked this one more than the first. Ryan, did you? What do you like comparing uh, the two? I, so the first one, you know, it's been a while since I've seen the first one, but I, just, yeah, I yeah. remember having this like kind of guttural reaction. It was yeah. where I was kind of like almost like embarrassed for the film. I know that doesn't sound or make any sense, but so maybe I shouldn't. I need to rewatch the first one to remind myself because I, I I think I ultimately did like the first one more though. Um, I just I think this one I don't remember as much like mm. or. But I, I mean, I only saw it a week ago, but I don't think I'm going to remember it as much. Like, right. I, I think it was just kind of like, oh, OK, it was a, it was a, just another Disney sequel. OK, I'm. I'm yeah, gonna... I mean, I think when we get into it, I think that probably will be my biggest point of maybe criticism overall. But right, anyways. Like, yeah, yeah. So sure, I had some problems with it and we'll discuss those. But I don't it. I don't know. It was just kind of blah for me, I suppose. All right. Uh, all right cool. Well, Matt, uh, let us have it. All right. Well, uh couple disclaimers first uh first it's going to be impossible for me to review this without directly comparing it to the first one a whole bunch so get over it um also the first one i am not ashamed to say i saw 13 times when it was in theaters um to be fair it was out in theaters for six months um but uh i still out in theaters if you know where to look i bet you could find it probably but it was actually on theater in theaters for one week while it was on Blu-ray, and I did watch it one day and then go home and watch my Blu-ray that evening. Um, <laughs> that was the thirteenth time, and then it was gone. But uh, anyway, it's not a secret to anybody who knows me. I love the first movie. Um, that being said, I don't think it's that great of a movie. I just really like it a lot. <laughs> um, the and, first, oh, yeah, okay. okay. And looking at the two of them, I actually, I actually, my opinions are pretty like. Uh, not bookends. They're pretty complementary between the two. I thought the first, for example, I thought the first one has a really strong first act, like one of my first act, favorite first acts in any movie. And I think the third mm-hmm. act completely falls apart. Um, I think mm-hmm. with Frozen Two, it's reversed. It took me a while to get into the story, and I was really into it by the end of it. Um, mm. and then the first one I thought was really, really good as a musical, but I don't think the story's that strong. The mm-hmm. second one, I think, has a much stronger story, but did nothing for me as a musical. I have not even mm-hmm. even tried to revisit the soundtrack since I've seen it, and it's been two weeks mm-hmm. now. Um, so, I, I don't know. it. And uh, I guess if we're going to revisit the Avatar metaphor, I kind of compare, <laughs> yeah. I kinda compare um, the first one to Last Airbender and the second one to Legend of Korra. Um, I think the first one played it safe more. It was more of a clean-cut, clear-cut Disney animated musical um and I think the second one tried to be more ambitious and took more risks. And I think it has higher highs and lower lows in the second one. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It, but ultimately, I haven't gone back and seen it again. Whereas of those 13 times I saw the first movie in theaters, half of them were in like the first week and a half it was open. Yeah. So um, I'm not rushing back to watch Frozen 2 again. Um I'm not, I haven't, I don't have the soundtrack. I haven't revisited the music. Um, 
I, to borrow a, uh, a word from Vince, this, this movie's not really remanating with me in the way that the first one does. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just hasn't stuck with me. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I really liked it. I, I, yeah. I really got in, I was really into it by the end, but I just, I don't know. It hasn't stuck to me in the way that the first one still has. So, um, right. No, I, I think that echoes my feelings about the film as well. Although in somewhat of an opposite way, because I think where you love the first one, I definitely didn't love the first one. But it at least stuck with me, right? Like I remember it, and in a lot, in a strong way, I do want to actually go back and watch it again right now. Hmm. And I don't really feel that way about number two, nor do I think I ever will. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's what I kind of was what I meant too when I feel like like it just feel like, and you were saying it too, right? Just it feels like another Disney sequel. Like there's a lot about it that I do like. You're saying to they they kind of took risks. I don't know if maybe. Yeah, I mean, I agree. They did take risks, and that's what I like about it. But it, there's just some of it that just kind of like, kind of, I don't know, washes over you without leaving any anything that remains. I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that first movie for me, it, it hooks me right at the beginning. Like it, it set, mm-hmm. sets the tone with the ice workers. Um, it it's happy go lucky with the little kids. Then it breaks your heart with the whole locker away, and then it, it's mm-hmm. it's the whole every song like is a different emotion all the way up through let it go and it's like from the beginning through yeah. let it go that movie's grabbed me it and doesn't let go mm-hmm. of it it's i'm like along for the ride i'm on the roller coaster um this movie there were there was no real sequences like that where i was like all yeah. right man i'm i'm on board this is this is got its hooks in me you know that that's yeah and and i also we were talking about i don't know we call it sequelitis i guess but i feel like this year has been pretty the same for I mean, we had Frozen 2, we had, uh, I don't think it was this year, but we had Wreck-It Ralph 2 recently, and we had Lego Movie 2, all sequels mm-hmm. to animated movies that were the originals were great, and were memorable, yeah. and uh, you really, they, they stuck with you, and they were really just kind of unique, and they were a thing that left its footprint, and then all of their sequels were kind of just like, well, they were good, they were well made, they were competent yeah. and enjoyable, but then you just... I don't know. There's just nothing. Kind of leaves you empty. Kind of leaves me still hungry, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think there's probably not much, at least I don't think too much argument to say that this is a bad film. Like, I think we all probably agree that it's a good film in whatever objective way you can say that. Sure. But yeah, it's just not something that probably, you know, lingers. I, I, I'm curious, though, how much of that is due to a little bit of... Because I remember a lot of the reason I had such strong emotions for the first one and why I disliked it as much as I did is I think because of how much the how much the marketing influenced my opinion of it mm. and just like how much they were shoving Olaf down and I just like the funny thing is I don't even really hate that character that much but I I just hate the idea of that character. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I mean, Frozen One had been in development since Walt Disney. It'd been developed since the '30s, and it was yeah. in development hell. It was on. It was off. It was on. It was off. Every other decade, it was in development. And, um, so for me, like, I think on the flip side of it, I mean, I kind of knew what the movie was, but I think Disney had lost faith in princess movies because princess mm-hmm. and the frog underperformed. So they're like, Oh, Hey, right. cartoon sidekick snowman, we can sell it this way. And then it wasn't yeah. what the marketing was at all. It turned out into something else. And I think that surprised yes. a lot of people by going, Oh, I didn't yeah. know what this was going to be. I think that's one of the reasons why it was such a big like breakout hit because nobody was really expecting it for what it, yeah. what was coming. Um, mm-hmm. And then me, I felt defensive of the movie 
because yeah. and I, I told I told Maeve the story recently, but I I can recall if I can get slightly off topic. Um, when I was in third grade, Lion King was the big movie. That was like the peak of Disney and feature animation, kind of like how Frozen was recently. Um, yeah, that was the big box office bonanza. It had just come after like Beauty and the Beast and uh, whatnot, and. I remember the day before summer vacation, somebody brought the VHS to school for like our last day of school pizza party and they put it on and every kid recited the words to the entire movie, every line, every lyric of every song, the entire movie from beginning to end. And I was sitting in the back and I remember all the parent chaperones there like rolling their eyes and going, oh God, not this again. If I have to hear Hakuna Matata one more time. And as a little kid, I felt bad. I felt like, why, like, I felt guilty for liking Lion King. And now, like, Mm -hmm. I saw the reaction that Frozen got, the blowback, because it's like, ah, I'm tired of hearing Let It Go from all the adults, everybody who wasn't four. And I'm like, leave it alone. (laughs) Like, it's not, for Mm -hmm. one, it's not a bad movie. And two, if you don't like it, maybe it's not for you, you know? So I, I kind of felt super defensive of it in that, in that case. Like, looking back, I can kind of see the context of why I was so, like, like, ah, you know, come on, like, it doesn't deserve this. <laughs> I need to see this seven more times in the theater. Well, no, prove. also, I was just yeah. happy that Disney was back on track, you know? It was it was fun seeing yeah. classic Disney movies being made. But it also kind of does feel like Disney animation, if we're looking at... I know a lot of people like Moana, I wasn't really been into it, but if we're looking at Frozen 2, we're looking at Rick or Ralph 2, it does kind of seem like we're back on a downward decline, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't doubt it's kind of a, maybe a harsh way to put it, yeah. but at the very least, a, a kind of a plateau, yeah. maybe, if nothing yeah. else. They just kind of feel like, yeah, we know we got a couple cool new original IPs, and now we're just banking on that, and that's what you like. You guys like these things, right? Yeah, we're just going to keep doing that now. And then, yeah, yeah. Just, I I guess I can't necessarily fault them for that mindset. I can. Right? But it, <laughs> I mean, I can. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. I, no, right? I know you are. But, but I didn't need. To, I didn't need Frozen Two. I also didn't need. I, yeah, well, I guess that's the question: is do you guys feel like because, like you're saying, I do think the story is actually kind of interesting, and I do think there's some cool things they're doing with some of the themes and stuff. And I'm wondering, like, would they have been able to do that or been willing to do these things in a in a film that's an original IP, or do they think, or do you think that? Only taking something that's established, that is something like Frozen 2, it's like, okay, now we could start trying to say something a little bit interesting. Right. And and that's the thing. You look at the first one, like I said, it plays it a little bit more safe than this does. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it Princess, Queen, Broadway composers, just like they did in the 90s. They got Howard Ashman and yeah. Alan Menken from Broadway, and they said, hey, make all our movies for us. This time around, they're doing... Uh, Robert Lopez and in Moana's case and Mary Poppins, they got Lin-Manuel Miranda. They're doing the same thing. They got the Broadway composers, make our movies, make it a princess movie. And that's what Frozen was. It was, and you know, yeah. oh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Adele Dazeem um, being the lead. <laughs> you know, it's like, let's get all the biggest Broadway people we can and put it in a cartoon. We know that that sells. And for me, it was nostalgic, but y- you know, they played it safe is my point. And yeah. I don't think, if they had released this one, if this had been the first one, I, yeah, you're right. I don't know what the reaction would have been. I don't even know what my reaction would have been. I would have been like, huh, that's a, that's interesting. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That's something they made. <laughs> <laughs> Just walking yeah. out confused. Like, you're right. Oh. <laughs> Which I kind of admittedly still sort of was when I saw the sequel. I'm like, I don't really know how to feel about that. I definitely don't yeah, feel yeah. the same way I felt about the first one. <clears throat> I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I walked out leaving a little bit 
like, if not completely, like, yeah, that was a great film. Like, okay, that was kind of interesting. I like what they did. So, like, kind of touching on some of the things in terms of what I'm talking about. Sure. Like, kind of the themes and stuff. Like, I like the idea of, one, that there's this kind of, they reinforce throughout this idea that, you know, not everything has, it should be done all, everyone has to do everything together. There are some things that, like, you need to do alone. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, the film doesn't put it quite in that term, but they do, they reinforce that all the time. And that, you know, I mean, with the Elsa-Anna relationship, but then also with the Kristoff-Anna relationship, this idea that, like, oh, we don't, wait, I don't have to be with you every single second, or you going off and doing your own thing does not mean that you're abandoning me, or, like, and I and that was a kind of somewhat original. I like that idea, because you, especially in kids' movies, you don't see that a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, yeah, Elsa has superpowers, Anna. You can't do what she's doing. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, that's, like, that kind of idea that, like, yeah... She kind of has to do this on her own. Like, I, I know I get it. We're, we're doing it together because we're sisters. And yeah, that is a good idea too. But there are other themes that we can explore here. And I like that that's something that they took from it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, th- Go ahead. Yeah, that was one thematic element that I was trying to make heads or tails of. Because she, you know, that was that a really big turning point in the movie where Elsa says, no, I need to do this alone. Um, and like... I need to protect you. And then she immediately kicks her down a hill, sending her to her certain yeah, doom for which she never apologizes. In yeah. fact, Elsa's actions lead to Olaf's death. Um, let's not forget that. Um, and so, and, and, and like, there's never, I kept expecting that to be like a, a turnaround at the end of the movie where Elsa realizes her mistake, because that's usually how these movies go and says, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sorry. I, I realized I did need you, but that never happens. And I thought that was interesting. That it's like, no, she actually did. Except that's a contradiction because she actually does need Anna to save her. Right. So well, I, I don't I, know. How, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of confusing. Yeah, elements I think to me, movie, it's but... less about them not needing each other, but like Anna can do her own thing and still be important it doesn't have to be the same thing that Elsa do. I, I mean, I don't but know. I, maybe it's a matter of splitting hairs, but like to me, it was like Elsa. I need to do this. This is what I need to do. That doesn't mean that you don't. You're not important, or shouldn't do your own things, or that we are somehow dependent on each other to an extent. But I, I think there's a well, value so, in like everyone doing their own thing, and they're, I, they're I, not completely. I agree with that in terms of like doing your own thing, but for me. Anna felt like she was in a different movie. She wasn't in the yeah, same movie as Kristoff, and she wasn't too. in the same movie yeah. as Elsa. So I, I didn't know, like, yeah, she has an important role to play. What is her role to play? She has to go save Elsa, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, because Elsa abandoned her, stuff. and Elsa doesn't yeah. learn a lesson from having abandoned Anna. So I don't know. There's a lot of confusing elements in this movie that I want to explore. That is one of them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I guess in terms of what Elsa kind of, I don't know, quote unquote, needs to learn, I don't know if it, I guess that's more towards her not feeling guilty, like kind of like, she's not, I guess that's partially kind of tied to that central theme, I think, to a little bit, is that, you know, we're not responsible for other people's actions, kind of, a little bit. Like, she's not responsible for what her parents did. She's not guilty for you know the town or whatever happened in the past you could still make you should still strive to fix things in the past 
but you're not guilty for it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, not. Because then know. it's also about, because there's a, obviously a strong message of like, um, of cultural appropriation and just like, you know, mm-hmm. whitewashing history in this, in this movie. Right. Like, yeah. And that's a central part too, that like making amends for the sins of the past. So I don't know. Yeah. I want to, uh, just expand on that idea is that, um, one of the things I did like about, uh, the soundtrack and the themes of it is that there's a lot of, I mean, both seriously and comedic, comedic, uh, there's a lot of, uh, the idea of like, oh, when we get older, we get more cynical. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and, and when yeah. we get older, we have to face things that we didn't have to face when we're younger. Um, again, going back to the Avatar analogy, it's like Legend of Korra in that I feel like this movie grew up with its audience because the last one came out, yeah. came out six years ago. And, and yeah. there's a heavy theme of like the song, uh, Olaf sings, when I'm older, everything will make sense. Yeah. And it's yeah. the irony because it won't. <laughs> it's just going to get more yeah. complicated. And then, yeah, it's yeah. the kind of thing when you're a kid, you don't realize all the strife that's going around you that adults tend to hide. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get older and you look back and you're like, oh, there there were some things going on. Or, you know, whether in your family or in your history, you kind of go, oh, like, I have to address that because now I'm old enough mm-hmm. to realize that that was a thing. And I, I think that's really interesting. I think thematically i think that was one of the more interesting things for me in this movie yeah i mean i do think that those things even if i can't necessarily articulate or parse what they're saying right now Mm -hmm. um as i'm thinking through it and we're discussing i do think that i like that they are seemingly trying to take a mature look at that or a somewhat responsible look at it and and Especially with like just the relationship between Arendelle and the people of uh, North Northoldra, Northoldra, yes, Northoldra, yeah, and just like that relationship and owning up to what actually happened, um, like that was like okay, that's I, I appreciate what they're doing here. I don't know if it like kind of ties in with everything else that's happening. But I definitely appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, any, any of you guys, after you already made the Avatar connection, uh, once they get into the Forbidden Forest, did you uh, make the connection that this was uh, 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 the Great Divide? No, I was thinking more of the spirit realm in like uh, season two or three of Korra in the foggy whatever. Oh, there's that, that too. Called. There's so much Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they they like oh there's the di- four elements and then there's a bridge right like I think that yeah. was just like oh oh yeah they're not even trying to hide anymore. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I want to maybe say some things I liked about the movie. Sure, yeah, go for it. You don't Absolutely. if you don't mind. I don't mind. Um. So my favorite <laughs> scene in the movie is Kristoff's power ballad. Oh, I was going to bring my that favorite up. song yeah. in the movie. I didn't know how yeah, to bring I, that up, but yeah. yes. Yeah. This is my favorite. Other than yeah, that's why I just want I just like wanted to blurt it out. Um cuz it was it was just that, right? It was like a a power ballad from like hair metal or something or you know like I could yeah, see like it was... Poison or I don't know Guns N' Roses or I don't know something like that or Bon Jovi even. Um doing that. Well, and just I, also the way it was filmed. shot. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just film, like shot, purposely yeah. like and Chewie, you mentioned how the songs didn't really stand out as much, and I agree overall. Yeah. I don't think this is as nearly as powerful or as memorable as Let It Go, obviously. Mm-hmm. But this is the song that stands out for me. Yeah. At least it's the one I remember the most. That one Yeah, and it, it I completely agree. Like I don't think this any of the songs hold up as well as any of the songs in the first one. But this this song is the maybe maybe I remember the Into the Unknown song kind of 
yeah. you know. But anyway, this yeah. is the one I had the most fun on. I was laughing yeah. at it. Um, they hammed it up pretty good. I thought they actually could have gone even further in the final little little bit. Yeah, little bit. They could have well, really I love, I love gone the, over the uh, top. Superimposed uh, reindeer, and then his yes. face like that yeah. shot yes. was great. That I was love that. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, um, I want to. I think yeah. I want to make an observation on the music in general. Is that I think the reason why I like the first one more as a musical is because it actually the songs actually drive the story forward, and that's why that first act is so killer mm-hmm. for me because every song pushes mm-hmm. you towards the next one, and this one it feels like it stops dead in its track for a musical number, which is the thing that a lot of people who aren't into musicals hate. And even me, who I am super into musicals, I don't really like it. I mean, in the first one, the only song I felt did that was the Olaf song, which was funny, but it's it's weird. Again, it's a revert. It's flip-flopped in this movie. The songs that were better were Kristoff's Reindeer song, his power ballad, mm-hmm. and then Olaf's right. uh, When I Get Older song. Um those were my favorite ones in the movie, but they were also coincidentally the ones that stopped the movie dead in its track to do something else. Like, right? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm. I don't know what to say. About I was gonna that. say with the Lost in the Woods. <laughs> that that one. I, I think the the context of it not driving the plot. I mean, I agree that that is generally in musicals that is more engaging. But with this one in particular, it's just so original. Yeah. Like I would have loved it if each song was a little bit different, not a parody, but another genre of music, like mm-hmm. a different, yeah. like that would be something like, especially for a Disney animated musical for them to like, kind of do their own pastiche of a different pop cultural genre. Like that would be great. Like just that idea. I could like, Oh, that would be hilarious. They do it. And then they do a disco one and then they do, a, I don't know, whatever, a, a alternative or something like you could already kind of start filling in mm-hmm. your own version versions of songs in those yeah. different styles I, and that would be really original and fun. i think i really really liked and, that because they wouldn't have had to s- sit in the shadow of the first one and this is f- yeah. a sequel to frozen there's no way that this movie wasn't going to make all of its money back they really should have taken more risks with the sequel i think exactly this is the right. time to experiment this, yeah <clears throat> exactly that song kind of felt like it was the one that they were they tried to do something with at least and i think it right. paid off or whatever they did do with it so anyways sorry to yeah but Music wise, what else, Ryan? Did you enjoy? Oh, yeah. Um, well, no. We're is this? We can all share. No, um, well, you continue. <laughs> I have to gather my thoughts well. anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, this is a weird thing. I don't know if you guys enjoyed this, but all the the um, elements, the sound effects, and visual effects they made, I felt really gave them a really distinct personality. Particularly the, um, I think it was the fire salamander. The, mm-hmm. the noise it was making as it was running through the trees was a really interesting noise. And I want to like look at the sound engineers and see how they made those noises. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really picked up on that. And, and the, the flames were really purpley and like a really fun color. So I know there's like really detailed, odd things to point oh, out, that's but cool. it, I don't know. There's like a little fun stuff like that. I did not care for the air spirit though. No. Get it out. I don't even remember um, what it what was. It? What was the air spirit? The tornado thing? It was just right? the, the grouping of leaves that would like like uh, laugh. That was all. Oh, there. right, oh, right, right, right. I don't even I didn't even remember the laugh until you just said that. <clears throat> yeah, they're they're completely forgettable. Exactly. Get them yeah. out of here. Uh, um that water spirit <laughs> but I, that water horse was pretty rad. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm, I was gonna say water horse. I, wa- I want my water horse. <laughs> It reminded me of the opening sequence in um, God of War three. If anyone's played that game, <laughs> sorry, completely different, uh, lo- you know, level there. But because you fight Poseidon at the beginning boss fight of God of War three, and yeah. Poseidon's also the god of horses as well as the ocean. So he has a whole bunch of these water horses you're fighting, 
and it just reminded me of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't make that connection, but when she, but she does fight the water horse. Um, yeah, that is it, true. And that actually, that was one of them. Yeah, I thought were really cool, like action sequence. Oh yeah, me, I was just gonna say that. That was a really. It was actually kind of scary. I don't know how kids yeah. would react to that. I was actually like, "Whoa, this is kind of intense." That horse was super scary, and just that idea of being drowned. And there was that one like wide shot where the horse is just pushing her down into the water. Mm, yeah. That was pretty scary, and just. Just overall intense and good shooting, good lighting, and just that horse has a really cool visual element to it. So that was rad. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about where I say I think it had a strong third act because it just kept like getting more intense, and I'm like, oh man, oh man, we're we're getting crazier here, you know? Yeah, that was that was a good time. That was a good sequence. Uh, anything else that you liked in the movie, Ryan? <laughs> um. Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm sure there's other things. I'll bring them up. But if you guys want to take a round. Yeah, Sean. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I just like some of the story elements a, a lot. Um, the, uh, the, the parts that didn't confuse me anyway, because there was a fair <laughs> yeah. bit, especially in how it related to their parents, that I yes. didn't quite get what was... And, and I, I'm not trying to be obtuse. Like, I don't know it, if it really matters too much for the overall, like, whatever, right? They all happily live, ha- live happily ever after. We get it. But why were their parents involved and what were they trying to do? Yeah, I want to get into that with you guys, too, and see if maybe I missed some major plot points that have made the movie very confusing for me. Um, oddly like enough. It, yeah. It, it, well, because so we were going to review Knives Out and Frozen 2 last week. And I remember thinking to myself, between these two films, why am I more confused by Frozen 2? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's mainly the end of the second act. Pretty much like right when Elsa kind of reveals and for some reason it freezes her. But by freezing her, she tells Anna kind of the truth of what happened. And the truth is that the, the deal that took place between Arendelle and Northundra gave Elsa her powers or something. Right, they gi- gifted right? her magic, I guess, because the, yeah, something the, like the that. Yeah, the spirits or whoever gave Elsa her magic. And, her, and because she had the powers, her parents were trying to go to that place to... What were they... Like, to figure out about her powers or to, like, make amends for what their parents did? Uh, That's confusing because her mother is from that tribe, so shouldn't she know the origin and history of these elements? And that brings up another question. When, at the beginning of the film, the whole framing, well, not the framing, but, like, the little, the the flashback of when they were, like, little girls and their parents are telling them the bedtime story. And her mom's like, are you sure they're ready to hear this? And then the dad tells them a lie that... Like, and it's like, wait, why did they say that? Like, yeah. I, like, what was the significance of that, right? Oh, yeah, that, that was very confusing. Like, why did they try to... T- and oh, by the way, just on a side note, I love when a movie starts off with just a bunch of exposition um, before <laughs> the title card even shows. I, I don't know if you guys are a fan of that, but... Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah, why the first act didn't grab me the way the last movie did. Yeah, it, it's just like, what is also, that? Also, I didn't this? really love the inciting incident, but oh, uh, that was also confusing when she just like snaps and 
something happens in all yeah, the town. There's a bunch of weird stuff happens, quite... and then it's time to go on an adventure. And I'm like, oh, okay, I yeah, guess whatever. that's the first okay, step on act. I don't know. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, regardless of that, yeah. So what was the whole parent? So, Matt, sorry, I, I don't mean to no. put you on the spot as if you are the one. But did you, do you have any, in, like, thoughts <sighs> on what? You know what? The whole, how the parents are involved or why? I don't remember being confused at the time. I remember it making sense at the time, but I, it's now it's been too long, and I feel like, uh, this is something that I shouldn't forget after two weeks after seeing the movie. I, I maybe they were uh, because they wouldn't have known because it was the king's Elsa's grandpa was the one who built the dam in order to screw over yeah. the Nathaldra people, right? Right. So right. was there some kind of thing about like the 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 dad knew later on that it was a, and he was trying to undo it, but then he the boat sank. Like, did he was he trying to go fix? The the feud. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Was, maybe, no, he. They just flew or flew, rode a boat. Mm-hmm. What is that called? <laughs> Sailed. There we go. Sailing <laughs> is the word you're looking for. Say, uh, ah, yes, the <laughs> sacred art of sailing, the ancient. Okay, um, they just went north to try to figure out why Elsa has powers. That's, that's, that's what it was. They just wanted was. to figure out why she had powers. Oh, okay. So maybe, okay. So maybe that was it. I mean, they were younger. They were almost basically kids when the king and the queen met. Because they were from separate tribes, then they yeah, would have yeah. moved to Arendelle, been the king and the queen, and then had Elsa. How you know? However many years later, I would. I guess they probably wouldn't know that when they had their first kid, it would have been a magical kid, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, and then also let's not forget that for some reason, the dad lost his memory. Uh, the first movie establishes you can lose your memory through magic whatever I don't know yeah I guess I wasn't sure why he needed to even lose his memory in the first place yeah I can't god dang it I gotta see this again Okay, that's what I'm saying it it might make sense but on a first uh, pass I didn't it was just confusing. At the very least, it just felt more convoluted yes. than it needed to be. And it was all contained in that, like, basically that 15, 20 minute sequence where it's like, wait, what? Okay, I, what? I, I, I know I'm trying to follow, but it just feels like I'm, I'm put, I need to put way more energy in than I should have to, <laughs> to follow what is happening in, like, yeah. especially because, uh, why Elsa was frozen. Like, like That's so what, I don't get that either. have been calling her, like, you're the one, you're the bridge between the thing, but, we're gonna freeze you and kill you, like cause and it ends you. up being her mom's voice. So her mom lured her to her death. I don't like. I was really confused. Yeah, all that element that like that whole thing is murky. That's like that like it's funny because the third act I agree, Matt is way is like really good, but I think it's right after that whole sequence mm-hmm. where I'm just like I'm lost in the woods, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden it kind of breaks free. It's like okay, let's just get back on track and have some fun action and characters and and it's 34 years pass between the initial conflict between the north aldra and arendelle so why why does yeah. it take 34 years for like the spirits to start calling her or doing i mean that's just mcguffin that's whatever, because whatever. that's probably how long before elsa was born and her started exhibiting powers that's probably what it was no, I mean it's thirty-four, but Elsa's how old's Elsa? Eight, like 20. eighteen, but like she would have, okay. she would have. She's only supposed to or be nineteen. Uh, they, she she was eighteen in the first movie. I think they mentioned that's what how old you are when you come of oh. age and become the queen. Um, oh, so she's probably nineteen or twenty in this one, but she was what four or five, five or six in the first movie when she was started she when powers. she got her powers yeah. and she hurt Anna, and then there's that whole thing. Um, so 
Yeah, I mean, I could see, and and then the the king and the queen were kids when the the thing happened, so I could that would put them roughly in their thirties or forties when, probably in their forties when they would have noticed that Elsa has powers. I think that checks out. Okay, but I I guess in terms of the timeline, too, yeah. I think I think but, it's it's one of those things where in the movie I wasn't confused, and I think I, I felt like everything checked out, but it's like so convoluted that now. Going, I'm like, wait, why did it make sense? I feel like it did, but I don't. I also feel like there's probably people listening right now who just recently saw the movie and think we're all complete idiots for not understanding yeah, this Disney movie. I'm sure there's people listening like those. They're overthinking it. It's not that, and I'm sure that is the case. We probably are overthinking it. I don't. Well, so I think just I, I remember. So, I remember thinking this as I was watching the film. Uh, it wasn't like this came. No, now. me too. I for sure was. Um, so I think this might be contributing to the confusion because you know. We're used to a certain movie structure where there's an antagonist mm-hmm. and yeah. we have a protagonist. And like, okay, that's the conflict of your film. And it might yeah. be pretty superficial and kind of whatever. But this movie doesn't have that. And so by lack yeah. of that structure, maybe we're trying to find one. And because maybe there is one that we're not familiar with or there just isn't one, we are struggling to find, you know, a, some narrative threads here. Um, what do you think about that, guys? That there's really no... There's no conflict in the film, or, there, or maybe there's a conflict, but maybe there's no antagonist. It's a mi- yeah, there's yeah. no force. Well, I mean, I guess in a very abstract, I like it, they're fighting the past or something. I suppose you could say, but yeah, there's not something personified. There's not like anything acting against them per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, I, I just felt like the film, like okay, they're just going. Like, what are you guys trying to do? You're trying to find the voice that's calling you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I part of me is like, okay, that's somewhat original, or maybe not original, but I don't know, unique in that there's not a kind of cookie cutter villain. But at the same time, it's like I could have, like, maybe it would have helped kind of streamline a lot of these, these. And that's yeah, that's like, what I'm saying is that the through line to kind of propel a lot of these kind of plots and story is if like there was an antagonist who was also searching for the spirit realm or whatever it is that she goes mm-hmm. to like even saying it it sounds a little bit trite right but right at the same time it's like well maybe it would have just kind of helped piggyback a lot of what was happening anyway so i don't know i could go either way with it but you're right it is it is i think that is a side effect of not having the the convolution is a side effect of mm-hmm. it just not having a, a active force against them i think um yeah because it, it now Elsa, so Elsa, we kind of know what she's going towards, but then, then it kind of because there, yeah, there isn't this force of something to fight against. Elsa has a journey to explore, but then mm-hmm. what the heck are the rest of the characters even doing in this movie? I mean, they're barely in it. Um, like, well, Anna kind of is, but Anna, I mean, obviously she is, but hers is so dependent on El- what Elsa's doing. But then it is kind of interesting because after the Kristoff song, which was obviously kind of a highlight, he's gone. We don't go back to him at all. <laughs> yeah. But it felt like a film that had like three storylines, but then they don't go like an A, B, and C story, and then they don't go back to the C story at all. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of felt like, oh. I, I guess it wasn't a C story. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it, I mean, it, it was because they do pay it off at the end, but it yeah. just wasn't as important. As I, 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 I'm, which is good and bad. One, mm-hmm. I like the Kristoff character. So it's like, oh, why yeah. does, and I'm a little interested in his story to see where it's going to go and right to see a payoff and resolution. Yeah. And so when they, it goes away, obviously that's not good times, but the fact, but I didn't like his story. It was like a, ro- a romantic comedy of one. 
like Anna, he, right? He was just playing against himself the whole time. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, what? This? Those are the parts of the movie where I was just kind of cringing. I'm like, oh, this is this is not good. Also, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Did you guys like that? But do you think it was funny? I I was just cringing. Remember, he? I liked it because it was Kristoff. But you're right. I don't think I was in especially captivated by what the story was. I mean, I did kind of like the resolution because I think it tied in a little bit thematically. I think maybe that he his line maybe best exemplified what I think a lot of the film was trying to say when he's like, I, uh, I love you, but that... What does he say? He has a line that he's like, I love you, but that doesn't mean I have love to... You. Love you. <laughs> I was, I, I'm thinking it wasn't that... <laughs> I, no, he's like, I, I love you, but we don't have to be together. <laughs> oh, also, on that note, um, I don't know about you guys, but when he met the uh, Northolder guy who also took Talk to Reinders, and I'm like, oh, maybe yeah. maybe this is his true love. Maybe it's not Anna. That's kind of where... I was kind of hoping that might happen, they go that I route. I did kind of think that, but it was those those Northolder guys, I kind of wanted more, because there was that guy, and then also, like, Moon Spirit. What was the... Uh, the there's the other character that was, like, with Elsa, and she was like kind of telling Elsa about things. Mm, yeah, oh, I like the, that other the character Al-Nadra? too. No, it wasn't the leader. It was another no. girl. It was like another like kind of younger woman. I think Elsa's age. Uh, Obviously, she wasn't enough. You guys yeah, remember, but like they out. like when they were in it, like those characters, like oh, like, let's explore some of these. Oh, we're not going back to them. Okay, but rock monsters are cool. It reminded me of the Hobbit. When yeah, the me too. Rock <laughs> Titans fighting on the mountains. Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought about that. <laughs> oh yeah. So oh, oh, this is. Sorry, maybe no, you ahead, ask the same question, Ryan. But I have this is another question. It's like, okay, so they have these rock monsters. Yeah. Why didn't they destroy they break the, dam? the bridge? Yeah, or yeah. The dam. That was just that was exactly what I was just about to say. Uh, yeah. So it, the spirit realm or whatever it is is clearly it's intelligent. aware of the truth. It's aware of the truth. It's intelligent enough to take action, but it wasn't a, just tell the rock <laughs> monsters to blow up the bridge. I don't get it. Like, what, what was the big deal? I don't. Why was yeah. there a conflict in this movie? I keep going back to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i not so caught up on that, but I do think it is. Kind of, it's just like, yeah, I guess I shouldn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Right. It kind of undermines a no, little bit. I, but... I agree. I mean, that's just suspension of disbelief. You're, if you're going to nitpick yeah. every movie, you're, a lot of movies are going to fall apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think when there's enough of them, and you'd have to at least give some sort of base baseline, right? Right. Of believability to kind of at least get the the boat rolling rowing um mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm these i'm not good with fishing metaphors anyway <laughs> fishing um, <laughs> i don't think there's any fishing involved uh, in you, any of you this you just movie. quoted something but i can't think of what it was i'll i'll give you to the end of the episode to figure out what i just oh, quoted fishing metaphors all right oh, you can't look gosh, it up it's on my tip of my tongue i'll figure it out but then i can't listen to you guys talk that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> all right well did uh, i have another topic yes bring it up uh, and let ryan you know, um how did you guys? I, I brought it up earlier, but how did you guys feel about Olaf in this film, as opposed to the first? Uh, I was both a little bit more annoyed than I was <laughs> in the first film by him, and also slightly less annoyed. Well, I, I liked Olaf in the first movie. I wasn't annoyed by him. I thought he was funny, um, but I also like, and I thought he was funnier. His his gags uh, were funnier to me in this one. I liked the Samantha bit. I liked his song about getting older. But I also put him in the like what you're talking about. Samantha was yeah. Funny. yeah why was why yeah. you were mentioning earlier? Why are any of these characters on this quest when because they're all story wise yeah. being slotted into have to give them something to do territory? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. Olaf, it, like, why would you bring him? What purpose could Olaf possibly <laughs> serve on this adventure? Yeah. 
Other than that, yeah. he's your friend, but you didn't bring any little kids to on the adventure. Like, just leave him, <laughs> leave him in Arendelle. What? He's yeah, clearly not going to help. And I things. think maybe Ryan, maybe not. Correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe part of that, because it's, it's true with me, is that like some of the annoyance is kind of like a "Why are you here?" reaction. Yeah, no, I, I would. That's fair. That's 100 percent fair. But then yeah. I'm like, well, as long as he's here, he's saying funny things, so wh- whatever, right. whatever. I mean, you could kind of make that case for most Disney animal sidekicks, though. I mean, why is Flounder in the Little Mermaid? Well, like, the, the, it's so that the main characters have someone to, to talk to, and so that they can yeah, sell more toys. Right. But I did find it funny that the fire spirit, when it was this cute little lizard, it's like, hey, we gave the talking animated sidekick oh, a sidekick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that is true. <laughs> Why do um, I go with Flounder above all? Anyway, sorry. Uh, well, Flounder yeah. kind of makes sense because it's just her friend. They're not really going on an adventure. She's just his yeah. buddy. They just hang out. They just chill. Yeah. 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 There's. Yeah. Oh, you should see the um, you should see the the Little Mermaid stage musical when Flounder has romantic feelings for Ariel and gets jealous of oh, the no. oh, I'm not making this up. Oh, no. I I, oh, I worked no. a production of that show. I watched it 18 times, and every time I went, "Am I reading too much into this, or is Flounder actually like in love with Ariel?" Because I don't think that's wait. She's half out. fish, so it kind of makes sense. I God, guess. I love that fish half. Anyway, <laughs> is this the stage production I went to go see, Matt? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, I do. I don't know if I remember. I just remember Ursula being amazing. Yeah, that's what I remember. Ursula was amazing, but Flounder sings an entire song about how Ariel's ignoring him now because she met the prince. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It's called. It's, it's funny you mentioned Ursula going back to the a- enemy, but yeah, like there's no like Disney animated villains are iconic, right? Well, and if I may, ch- for if I may thing. chime in. Uh, for one thing, slightly off topic, Lindsay Ellis has a great video about how Disney villains are going extinct. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah that one's good. Yeah. But also, I was thinking back while you're talking about the antagonists or lack thereof in this movie. The first one, kind of same thing. I mean, you think about the the conflict. It's that Elsa accidentally yeah. freezes the kingdom and then runs away, and so like Anna's the main yeah. character has to go find her and fix it somehow. And that's why the third act sucks because after she fails, the movie doesn't know where to go. Um, but yeah, it's kind of the same. Yeah, if you look at it a lot. Of- I mean, but at least you had Hans, right? That's his name, yeah. right? But, uh, Hans. Yeah, at but at least you. But you're right. The ultimate conflict isn't due to him necessarily. No, he's a surprise villain to cheat on a lesson about right. loving people too quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, cool, got it. Yeah, like, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of these more recent Disney movies. Oh, and same with Zootopia. Zootopia has a twist villain. Um, Big Hero Six has a twist villain. Uh, mm-hmm. what's the other one? Uh, Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph. No, but not, Tangled. No, Tangled, is, Tangled is the one that has is the one of the newest, like the recent slate of Disney movies that actually has, has like a, a classic yeah. Disney like a- right. antagonist mm-hmm. with total like fairy tale. She's the evil witch. Like that's the only one I can think of in recent history where they actually did that. So I guess Disney's just in moving away from that. I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Speaking of the little salamander, and since you brought up Tangled, I, I just I could not help thinking of Pascal the whole time. Mm. Yeah, um, which which is totally fine, I guess. But I think I already made the connection between Sven, right, the mm-hmm. reindeer, and and then the the horse from Tangled. Uh, Tangled. Yes, uh, I don't know. I just there's enough connections that they're like, oh, this worked. We'll just put this animal character back in it well or, you know in it again i did think i don't know i did think pascal but i also thought that his design was a little similar to toothless uh in how to turn your dragon oh yeah a little bit a little bit of toothless in that face there the big the big wide jaw 
I thought was a little, yeah, you're little right. bit of that. You're... So yeah, you're yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Bringing that up, but whatever. No, I don't know if I was saying anything either. I just it was yeah. You're making clear accusations here. So yeah. yeah, I'm just saying things and noticing them. Yes, I mean, noticing things and saying them. I think that's all we can do, right? Yeah, that's all we can ever really do. Uh, I'm great at noticing two things. <laughs> um, I uh, do. You guys have any other direction to steer this conversation? Because I have a weird point of of conversation. While we're Bring, while we're talking it. about conspiracy theories earlier, I mean about Sonic the Hedgehog. Know. This has nothing to do with Sonic the Hedgehog. But I, Aww. I okay, I was thinking this in while I was watching the movie. Okay, the the movie starts off with the song "Some Some Things Never Change," right? Uh-huh. And in the lyrics, I just pulled up the lyrics. This is, it keeps using this rhyming convention: "Some things never change, like how I'm holding on tight to you," right? And they keep saying words that rhyme with you. And every time they say some things never change and I'm holding on tight to you, some things never change. Sven, the pressure is all on you. I kept expecting the lyric, some things never change, but some things do. Did you guys think that? Huh. Because. Again, the music was very forgettable, so I can't say I did or did I mean, it was a very that. long. I don't know. I don't think I It was a that. very long sequence. I think it was trying to be the. Um, yeah. Love is not love is an open door. The uh, uh, the one Anna sings at the beginning of Frozen One. It was very similar to that. They're going around the town and they're talking about some things never change. But I kept thinking, bon I jour. kept thinking That's it was a little think. bit like that. But I kept thinking they were gonna like something was gonna happen or like at the beginning of Frozen One they had um, do you want to build a snowman and it starts out all fun and peppy and then it takes a dark turn into sad territory. I was expecting the song mm-hmm. to take a dark turn into sad territory and go oh but some things do. And then it doesn't, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, something dramatic's gonna happen later on in the movie, and there's gonna be a sad reprise of this movie, of this song, just like there's always a sad, sad reprise, and this movie, for one thing, didn't have any reprises, or maybe it did, I can't remember, again. It had the, uh, Into the Unknown, I think, reprise, Yes, but there was no reprise of Some Things Never Change, where they said, but some things do. I kept expecting it, I was expecting it the whole movie. Wow, that's a good observation. Now, Now, I went online, and I went online, and I looked on Reddit and some message boards to see if anyone else had that observation and sure enough people did and i don't know how reliable this is but i read that there were rumors that the ending of this movie was changed and that Hmm. this was going to set up a third movie elsa was supposed to stay dead and the flood was supposed to destroy the castle in arendelle and that and i don't believe that i don't i don't know how much i believe that but a sad reprise of that song would fit that situation and I heard that there was the script was rewritten several times. And also consider this this point: they are currently building three Frozen lands in Disney parks around the world right now. That all in the same Disney uh, park. I think I think Frozen. Paris is getting one, Hong Kong's getting one, and Tokyo's getting one. Um, and they all look like the classic Arendelle. So Disney met like Disney higher-ups wouldn't allow them to just. Dis- oh, and then the the rumor was also that because the the tribes united. They rebuilt the castle in Arendelle to be inspired by both cultures. Like, that was what it was supposed to be. Mm. But I could see them saying, nope, you can't change the castle because we're already building it in our theme parks. So, I don't know. It's a stretch, and I don't know where they're getting information or people are just making stuff up. But I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I'll I'll repeat all those pieces. I definitely think that there was supposed to be a reprise or a part of that song that was cut out. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. I mean, the song, I could see the argument for the song just in and of itself. And, and 
in terms of them, they're being another movie. Yeah, sure. I think there'll be a frozen three, but I don't, I, I would be kind of surprised if they left it like on a dark end to the movie. Mm-hmm. That's, that seems really off. Yeah. I don't, I, I can't see them. For, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know, maybe, but I think that would be a huge departure from the, the, the Disney animated, you know, I think you're right. MO. But at the same time, I also would have, as somebody who wanted them to take more risks, probably would have appreciated it. I mean, yeah, I would have. Sure, surpri- it would have really surprised. Like if that's so, like, I would have definitely been surprised. I, I'm not even sure if I would have necessarily lo- liked it more, but, but I would. It would have left an impact on me. But there's no, I, I there is no script, serious script that could ever exist that a writer would write the death of Elsa and expect it to be green, greenlit. Yes. We have to know that. You know, you know yeah, I think you're yeah. right. And if, I think... if they wrote it, they wrote it as a challenge or a joke or a something. So what you're saying is it's the Snyder Cut. I want to see the <laughs> yeah. Snyder Cut of Frozen 2. Okay? That's what I'm it saying. It exists, everyone. It, it exists. Cut of Frozen 2 where Elsa Get Gal Gadot to tweet hashtag Frozen 2. Elsa is sitting on Snyder's computer desktop right now. Elsa's dead. Get it printed. Olaf is dead. Elrondel is destroyed. That version of the movie exists on a hard drive somewhere in Disney. I want to see it. Release release the Snyder Cut of Frozen 2. <laughs> the truth. We speak truths here. Um, yep. So tell everyone it's out there. Uh, well, that's an interesting thought in any case. I, the music thing is really interesting. Um, and it's, I don't know, fun to speculate. Why don't they have a Disney park in like an actual wintry place? They... Like just make it in like Oslo. Because, uh, there you go, Aaron. Because uh, they have to build it in places that are already like vacation, vacation destinations. It's all numbers, pencil pushers. They have to go. Okay, just make it Disneyland, Iceland. Maybe. Just have you have dis- to have. Like, no, I mean, you have to have a Disneyland where there's infrastructure. People are already going there. People can get there easily. There's all kinds of factors about where they decide to put a Disney park. Don't get me started on it. You, I promise you, don't want to. <laughs> But they can just build a fro. I mean, it'll be cool to have a frozen ter- area of Disneyland, like Hogwarts, right? Where you could put fake yes. snow on the roof. I mean, how fun. do you guys feel about Arendelle? Like, it's fun after looking at this film. Like, I think the film does a good job of making this illusion of this like epic fantasy mm-hmm. world, but the, they it's not really. I mean, in terms of the size of the world, it's like it fe- like especially the first one. But this one, they kind of try to expand it, but at the same time, it's like oh. We're, we're just like over that hill. You know I, mean? I know that's. I, I have that was odd. It was it, the frozen the forest. Like, does no one venture outside of Arendelle? Like, even a mile? The forest is right there. Yeah. What's going on? Um, well, I don't. I think it's farther because there's a montage. Montages mean times passing longer, so they had to travel a distance. Plus, they're on. They're they're on sleighs. It's not. It's going to take a long time. Anyway, I guess Except it, was it more doesn't the take Elsa when like. When Elsa just like is there yeah. and save the city, I guess Teleports she was on the back. water. Why hasn't Elsa learned to fly yet? Like um, Iceman or Frozone? Why hasn't she learned that trick yet? She's dumb. Also, why are all her powers ice based when she's supposed she's to be the, the Avatar? Link. She should be able to control all four elements. Yeah, yeah maybe that'll be the third. I one. actually thought that. I, I mean, I had predictions going into this movie. I thought it was going to be revealed that she was some type of water elemental person, spirit thingy. And they were going to reveal another one. We were going to find out. She was a frost because, giant. That's what I thought. Because I, she was related to Loki. I made, yes, I I made this connection when the first movie came out. I said her powers look a lot like what waterbenders can do in Avatar, and maybe she's a water thing. And and in the poster, you could see the four different crystals with the different symbols in yeah. it. I'm like, all right, maybe this one will introduce yeah. a fire character, and maybe they're setting it up so they can have three sequels, and each one's going to deal with a different elemental power because that would be neat. But then, nope, she's the bridge to all four, and for some reason, that means ice. 
Eh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. what happens when you mix all four elements. Ice. Ice. Duh. <laughs> also, this I just thought of this, but I was watching it. I was the Avatar. I was obviously thinking that, but I was actually also thinking the classic Final Fantasies, like especially Final Fantasy Five. Oh, when they four, go out, they have a Ryan's party and they those. go out into the forest and. Well, not I. Sp- <laughs> yeah, kind of, but more specifically, the crystals, because that's what the yeah. like the oh. old school Final Fantasies were all about—the elemental crystals and like the powers of the crystals has been stolen, and the ocean is all crazy because the water crystals and the wind crystal was stolen by this kingdom, and you got to get it back. And it just reminded very Final Fantasy ish. Well, that's fun. So basically, we're saying Frozen Two ripped off uh, How to Train Your Dragon, yes. Avatar. Tangled. And Final Fantasy. Tangled and, and Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, and Justice <laughs> yep. League, because there's another cut of it hidden in someone's desk. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, I think uh, we've settled the score on Frozen Team for this discussion. Yes, I, I, <laughs> we went into weird directions, but yes, I would agree. I think I've said pretty much everything I have to say about this movie. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it. I think we all, oddly kind of have mixed feelings about it i agree my feelings are less pointed than they are on the first one i liked a fair amount of it but i was also kind of meh on a fair amount of it. well you know we were talking about how i saw the first one so many times and this one i was like not even sure if i'm gonna i was gonna see again i decided Mm -hmm. that i will if for no other reason to see if all that story stuff does make sense or not yeah if you do let us know yeah report back curious if we're idiots yeah i really i really need to know that I really need to know. <laughs> well, there you go. There you have cool. it. Frozen two. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. If you what if you can explain the story to us without having to go see it again, feel free. Write us in. Email us at gumchunks at gmail.com or leave comments on anywhere you're listening to this. Because um, yeah, maybe we just are a bunch of numbskulls, a bunch of dummy Olaf snowman. Man, Vince is going to be angry when he finds out we had a whole conversation that included Avatar, The Legend of Korra, and How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> who, who are we kidding? He's never going to no, watch this. No, he's not. He's never going to watch Frozen 2. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing matters. That was the message I got. Um, we don't have any emails this week, so uh, nothing to read there. So, if you want to be read on the air for next episode, which is going to be a big one, everyone. Yeah, well, this one, this has been episode 48, and we have the next two ones, Mm -hmm. next two episodes planned, which means that's 49 and 50. So, this is a question. Should episode 50, our big anniversary, be Star Wars or Cats? (laughs) (laughs) That's a serious question. question Yeah, should we answer this before seeing all of both, either of them? Or should we view them? Because Cats comes out on Christmas and Star Wars comes out oh, a week before. I thought, before, so I we thought would they have both came out on, on the 20th. Oh, I thought Cats came out on Christmas I Day. I am going something. to find out right oh, now. Maybe, maybe You might be right. I, I could have sworn mm-hmm. they were directly going head-to-head with Star Wars. Nope, they both come out on the 20th. Oh, oh okay. Well, there we go. Oh, okay, boy. I hope Cats wins. Quote-unquote? I'm going to... On opening day of Star Wars, I'm going to go watch Cats. <laughs> um... Well, yeah, we'll we'll have two episodes. We'll actually we'll have a competition. Whatever episode of ours gets more li- listens, um, I don't know what we'll do. Okay, de- develop that, develop promise. that idea a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then after, after that, we have uh, uh, the chunkies. We have our we have our end yeah. of the year wrap up. So look, stay tuned for uh, a Google voting form thing, so you can vote on your faves from the year, and we will read them, and it'll be a whole 
fun awards thingy that we're going to do in a few weeks from now. Okay, Matt. Final question. Where, what was my reference? Oh, don't get fishing metaphors. Okay, now I actually have some time to think about it. Sean, have you put any thought into this? I did briefly when someone else was God, talking. It's on, it's, on, <laughs> uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, I'm, I'm going to feel so stupid when you tell me. All right, do you want to tell yeah, you? Yeah, just tell me. Uh, Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Oh, God. oh, man. Dang it. I knew that, too. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, it was, man. It's an old reference. Oh, I got to revisit yeah. that movie. That's a good one. That's a, that, it's that's a, great a one. solid animated movie. I'm going to revisit that one. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's I it. Think we gotta, uh, I think we got to take it. this conversation, and we need to let it go. <laughs> we No, we you made that ah. reference already. We started Reference something else from this Frozen franchise. I'm going to go, I'm going to stand up from my chair and go into the unknown. All right, you mean the bathroom? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. All right, thanks All right, everyone. Bye. 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 This has been After the Credits, a Young Chunks podcast. <laughs>